Hello, I'm Shona and today I want to talk to you about my recovery, my journey back from my breakdown in 2013. So I was in a really dark place and I'm okay talking about it now. At the time I was really low. I thought my world had ended. Um, I was distant from everyone. I didn't go out with any friends. I had no social life. My relationship was really bad. Um, I was distant from my daughter, who was, you know, she was only five at the time. Um, I just felt hopeless. I felt worthless. I felt useless. I felt, well, I use the word failure. Um, I was a disappointment to my parents because I'd left a what they considered a career behind that I'd spent years building up. I was a lawyer. Um, I had a, what what they kept on telling me was a good job with a steady income and I'd, in their eyes, I'd given it up because I was a little bit stressed. I wasn't a little bit stressed. I'd had a breakdown. I didn't even realise it was a breakdown at the time, but, you know, when I when I think about it, you know, every time I went anywhere near Bristol City Centre, I'd end up having a major panic attack. I'd start crying my eyes out. Um, I couldn't even drive myself there. If my husband was driving into Bristol, I, it, literally within about five minutes of, of getting anywhere near my old office or anywhere in that area, my heart rate would start going up. I'd start getting quite sweaty, I'd have palpitations, I'd have a tingling in my fingers, in my toes. Um, and quite soon as well, my um, my hands would start um, going into like a claw-like shape as well. Um, and I would, I'd feel terrible. I'd have like new energy as well for quite a few days. Um, and these, what I'd call episodes or attacks, would, would go on for quite, quite a while. Um, I had loads of different tests done by loads of different doctors and I was told I was all in my head by quite a few of them. Um, pull yourself together. That's so wrong now when I think about it to do that. And I got a job with a with a local company uh, which did medical legal reporting and I did quite well in that job. Uh, it was kind of still legal related but not as a lawyer. Um, and it was through that that I got an appointment with a rheumatologist because I found my symptoms were quite similar to people who had fibromyalgia. Um, and after a while of getting tested, I got diagnosed with fibromyalgia. But I was so determined I was not going to be one of these people who let that condition take over their lives. Um, I was told there was no, no cure for fibro. Um, but I managed to control it. I found it was stress, extreme stress, that brought on my attacks. Um, if I didn't eat properly or if I didn't get enough sleep, then I'd get these attacks. In that time as well, I also trained as a spin instructor um, for one of my local clubs here where I live. Um, and I was also told by my consultant there was no way I'd be able to be as, as fit as I am and teach spin classes uh, if I had fibro. But if somebody tells me I can't do something, then I bloody go and do it. So I did. But, you know, there were some days where I would just let things get on top of me and I wouldn't be able to do anything at all. And it would take me sometimes 10 minutes just to get up the stairs. 
but I manage the condition really well now, and um, and that's because I try not to let stress get on top of me at all. And the way I found that was this is when I discovered mindfulness. Um, I, I'd seen a number of different therapists, counsellors, um, and to be honest, I'm not saying it doesn't work for everyone, but it just didn't work for me. Um, one uh, CBT counsellor I saw, I just didn't engage with her at all. Um, she had all the letters after her name, she had all the qualifications, but she had zero empathy. I don't think she'd ever had or experienced any mental health in her entire life. Um, and she was also quite young, so life experience, she didn't have a huge amount. And every time I tried to talk, she would just cut me off or she would talk about her own experiences. And I was like, well, I'm not here to hear about what you've been through. I'm here to discuss and learn about how I can get better. And um, yeah, I did about three sessions. Maybe I should have tried a bit more, but anyway, it didn't work for me. And I bought a couple of books on how to find peace in a frantic world. Um, and I really started to think, okay, this could work. So I had a couple of meditation CDs. And this was when I learned that actually being present and in the moment and just taking that step back. I stopped that day really feeling like I was a victim, um, stopped worrying too much about the future. And that was when my recovery and journey started, I think. And I, I picked myself back up. I did this other job for the, the medical legal company for about two and a half years. Um, and then one day I got headhunted for what I thought at the time was a fantastic job um, with a, a company back in Bristol. And I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Uh, I've got to go to the interview. Well, I went to the, I thought, oh, yes, I can, I can do it. So I went to the first interview and it was just before Christmas in 2017, I believe, I think. Yeah, 2016, 2017, I've lost count now, the, the days, the, the years. Um, and I drove into the centre of Bristol, thought I was okay, practised all my meditation, my mindfulness, some habit releases, um, put some music on as well, which I find is integral for mental health actually. Put this playlist on and I was okay, And I, but I got literally really close to my old office and I nearly knocked somebody over. Um, I mounted the kerb with my car and um, just had to pull over into a local car park and I rang my husband and I said, I can't do it, I cannot go to this interview, I can't do it. Um, I had a big panic attack, I could feel the fibromyalgia coming on. Um, and he was like, it's not worth it babe, don't go, just don't do it. Um, because I knew what I was like going into Bristol, I um, thankfully was about 45 minutes early for the interview. And um, I sat there in the car and thought, well, I've got to get myself either back together or I've got to get home somehow. So I sat there and put on one of my breathing CDs, listened to some ACDC, <laughs> I think I put Highway to Hell on, just put it on really loud, sat in the car park. If there was anyone around me, they must have just thought I was completely mad. Well, I was a bit. Um, and I just sang my head off in the car and that just kind of sorted me out. And you know, I went to the interview, nailed it, got offered the job. 
Um, and then we went away for a few days to, to Venice and I just thought about it. I thought, like, do I really want this? Do I want this job? Or And, I, and at the time, I was actually quite happy where I was, even though the, the money wasn't brilliant. Do you know what? I'd realised in the job I was doing, I was I had a life, I had my life back. I was happy. I wasn't working through my lunch breaks anymore. I'd go for a power walk at lunchtime. Um, it was in a beautiful area, right by the side of the beach. I'd go for a power walk at lunchtime, which just cleared my head anyway. Um, I'd be finish, finish work on time every day. I'd have the evenings with my, my daughter and my husband. I'd get to see my friends. And I'd come home every night smiling. I was doing my spin classes and it was great. So I thought, why do I want to go back to that life? So I turned the job down and then I got promoted as well in the job that I was doing, but no extra hours, just a bit extra money and it was brilliant. And then about three or four months later, the, the company that had offered me that job, they, they came, they got back in touch and they actually said, look, you know, We'd really like you to, to take this job. The, the company's doing really well. It's doing well in Bristol. We thought you were great at the interview. Please, will you reconsider? And I thought, well, you don't often get two chances. Um, and I decided to accept the job. Um, that was probably the biggest mistake that I could have made. And I will explain why in my next podcast. Thanks for listening.